This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Blues Focus podcast with me, your host, John Graham. Once again, many thanks for taking the time to download this pod. And as ever, please go and view all of our pods and download them at www.bluesfocuspod.co.uk. Or if you are downloading from iTunes, then please leave, uh, rate our pod, leave your comments because it does help us greatly. Right, as ever, we've got the two Toms with us, Tom Oxland and Tom Garrett. How are you guys? Good, thanks. I'm very well, thanks, mate. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, all well. Yeah, considering all good, that I'm getting <laughs> better by the day. I think, and that hopefully that doesn't come to a horrible end at five o'clock on Saturday. Um, yeah, so I think for 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 this pod, I think it's worthwhile looking at. I think what's happened over the last sort of well, probably since Tuesday when a lot of, a lot of the teams of uh, in and around us have played, uh, and where we now find ourselves. Um, so yeah, it, it doesn't paint a pretty picture looking at sort of one 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 team lower than us, and, and I think that team's been buried for quite a while. So yeah, just opening up then, Tom, what, what, thoughts on you know how results have, have gone against us, and um, yeah, just really yeah, how you feeling about things at the moment, really? Um, I think in general, I, I didn't expect anything from the Bournemouth game really. Like, I mean, I wouldn't have been surprised if we'd managed to win like 2-1 or something because obviously they've not settled on a permanent manager yet since sacking Tyndall but obviously that wasn't the case better effort than more recent games uh, you know obviously we were good against Wickham for the first half and some of the second half but that was really down to substitutions where that collapsed and I think we all know that <laughs> yeah. by now yeah. uh, but I do feel that this is the last straw now for Karanka. This Luton game is key. And if he's given any more time, then I think you've got to look forward maybe <clears throat> to the Sheffield Wednesday game. Um, you know, Millwall could be a close one like it was at St. Andrews. But if we lost that Wednesday game under Karanka, he's got to go for me. Yeah, that, that's I, I, I think just on that, mate, I mean, it, I think we've, we've all said it before, you know, with Wednesdays, they've always been in a bit of a false position. And fair, and fair play to them, you know. Um, they were staring down the barrel of 12 points and, OK, that got reduced a little bit. Uh, and I know, you know, when they played us, um, pretty much thanks to uh, the lovely Mr Bannon, as ever, um, 
lovely individual that man is. Um, <laughs> somebody just snap him in half. I just don't know why we don't do it anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that they're really showing their form. They, they, they do play some decent stuff. And for me, I think that Millwall is, is very much a more attritional game. And depending on how we set up, it, it's, it's odd, isn't it? You know, we play, we tend to play well against the footballing sides and play appallingly against the ones that are a little bit probably clueless. And I'd put Cov in there, Wickham in there. Teams with no real ambition. We we, team, we tend to struggle quite a bit, maybe because it's so, there's not enough space for us to, to play. But but yeah, yeah. I, I would agree that the time is probably against him if things don't change pretty quickly. Tom G, what have you? What were your thoughts been this week, mate? Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's, it's, it is hard at the minute, isn't it, to, to to find the positives out of it, really. And I think you know, as I said before, we find ourselves you know here again at the bottom of the league. But I think I said I think I said it the other day, and I, you know, after just listening to you too, then I, I think listening to the sides that are in and around us, and you know, normally I think with our identity we've had in in the last few seasons, you know, we've been able to play two up front, and you know, I think we've had that that solid identity where team. We've, you know, teams haven't been scoring against us. We was nicking games 1-0. It was enough to keep us up. You know, the likes of Shea Adams, those type of players. But you look around now and I, the problem is, is you don't even see one of those players, do you really? I mean, I don't personally. Um, and I think I think that's a worrying thing, really. Um, in terms of Karanka, I think, again, I think as, as Tom just said, you know, I think if we, if we lose against Sheffield Wednesday, I think that'll be it for him. You know, I think if it's not, I think the Blues fans will probably find out where he is and take him, take him back to the, the airport yeah. where, if they can. But... <laughs> Um, yeah. no, I think you know it's it, it, it is you know it's, it's tough tough times now, and I think I'm surely I'm guessing you know he must have worked on it this week with the players, you know, getting them mentally prepared for this game. I mean, <laughs> yeah, then I, I don't know, um, but yeah, yeah. It's, um, it, again, it's, it's it's hard to find a positive. I, I admire your optimism. Um, yeah, I think they're they're probably going back to who can kick it the furthest. Um, but you, you look at. One, one thing that you'd, you'd say prior to Bournemouth, where apparently we'd play teams off the park, you know, we were by far the better team and all, all, the, all the usual nonsense that, that you hear. Yeah. And he sort of very much played that 4-2-3-1 system. And then against Bournemouth, there seemed to be, certainly in that first, you know, that first half an hour in isolation, even though they were poor, there were lots of positives to take away from that. But unfortunately, the old habits, you know, the reason we conceded that first goal and we all know the, the rest of the story. But it, it was very much more of a, a four, a one, a four and a one against yeah. against um, Bournemouth with, with San Jose just sat on his own in front of the those two centre-halves, which I'm not necessarily... I think it's I think it's overcomplicating things, if I'm being honest, but it, I think it certainly gave us a little bit more freedom to play, but in turn... I, I think that the the, the lack of um, understanding of position meant that again for the first goal, Harley Dean's heading the ball pretty much on the halfway line, and then he's got George Friend about ten or fifteen yards behind him. So that first header should have been a midfielder. He should have just been sat winning, you know, taking the second ball rather than exposing the team. And then you know when we look back to, I think when we played Luton first time around, he played five at the back. So we played basically a five-three-two. So we, even in in that very brief period of what where I've just been sort of discussing about what, what we've done in the past, that's three different formations. And and uh, you know, my my worry at the moment is, am I worried about the table? Without a doubt, you know, I 
I think before the Cov game, I, I fancied us to get four points out of those two games. I really did out of Coven and Wickham. Um, and obviously, if we'd have got those additional couple of points, we wouldn't be in the in the certainly second from bottom. Um, but there is now that realization of, and, and I think we said it during you know various rants after <laughs> on the last pod. If we didn't believe it before, I question anybody's sanity that can look at where we're at now and not think there's a massive problem here. And Tom G, to your point around, you don't see the characters. Um, you know, lucky enough to speak to a couple of players in the week, ex-players from, you know, bloody good sides that we've had over the years. You could name six or seven, mate. You could name six or seven Blues players in those sides where you go, yeah, they're going to really put it on the line on Saturday. They're really going to get involved. Um, and, and as I sit here now, out of all the players that he's got at his disposal, um, I would say... And done it in, in a control. I mean, Harley Dean will throw himself in. Of course he will. But, you know, that isn't about talent. That's because he's a cretin. I think some people that are controlled, like George Friend, Gary Gardner, to a degree, Juki. But, you know, again, a striker that doesn't score goals is, is not the kind of deal I'm looking for. But I'll, I'll go back to you, Tom, because I think, Tom G, that's a really good point. If you could, you know, look at our squad, and, and both, both you guys have said it a lot, you know, we're looking at this this next run of games, and we're looking for characters. Where are they? Where are they? And who do you think they are? And that's probably a tall order, but I think it's, it's probably worth talking about. I think every single Blues fan would agree that, despite Juki's poor run of form this season, he is he will always give his one hundred percent. And you know, against Wickham, I really saw an improvement in Juki, but it, it's still not enough. Um, and I think that Wickham game in particular, he was trying to fit Karanka's style more. But I just don't feel like we're playing to his strengths. And, you know, there's a reason why championship clubs were knocking on the door in January trying to get him. Because yeah. at the end of the day, they still see potential uh, for to get at least one more good goal-scoring season out of him. And I, I think we could if we played him in a forward too with either Hogan or Cosgrove, more than likely Hogan, because it's kind of that big man, little man sort of thing. Or I just think he's more reliable than some of the other characters. And obviously George Friend is quality. And those are the only two I could really point out, to be honest to you. Tom, Tom G, would you want in the trenches with you? I think, you know, in terms of, I know we've spoken about him a couple of times in terms of ability, but I think in terms of leadership wise, you know, I think what you two have said, I think, you know, I think there's definitely some, some of that in there with Juki, um, a friend I'd completely agree with, but I think, you know, I think Everidge as well. I think, you know, in terms of, you know, I think what he wants to bring to the team and I think you can hear that in definitely without the fans this season as well. Um, and I, but I think, again, I think with Juki, I think, you know, we, we, it's going back to if you're going to play 4 4 2 or not, isn't it? You know, if you're going to play him up there on his own, we've seen him running around, you can't chase people down on his own. You know, it's just, no. just impossible for him to do. Um, but yeah, if he was in a two, you know, I think definitely. I, I mean, I've been a big advocate of um, shipping out the, I think, the toxic players. And I don't mean that in a nasty personal way, I just mean in a. The, the, the mentality way. Yeah, the, just the people that have, I think, got too many scars. The heads have to drop because they've seen it too many times. And, you know, that is Colin, that is Dean, that is Roberts, it's probably Pedersen, it's probably Sunich, all those players. And just say, OK, well, we have actually got players to replace them. 
um, and maybe it, it's time to do that. But just purely based, and I'm, I'm, I don't know whether I actually believe this. Meds over the gaff at the moment, thinking about it. I mean, I want to say that based on the Man City performance, Roberts is maybe one of those guys because he came on. We're under the pump. It could have been plenty. And he had an outstanding game when he came on. And maybe he just doesn't need Harley Dean next to him. Maybe he, you know, I think we've said ages ago on a pod, he played with Jake Clark Salter last season as a pair. They look really strong. Can we can we bring that to the four back? Can we bring, you know, have him with um, with friend maybe is in in a, in a two at the back? So I I think for me it's it's sort of maybe tarring Roberts with the same brush. I, I don't know. I think his art's in the right place, but I suppose if I'm really being honest with myself, do I think he's good enough? I, I don't. You know, he he never really got a run under. I think it was Rowett that never really played him. And if we're being honest, Rowett's probably been, I know it was pretty poor. It was know. Redknapp. He was there for what? It might even be Monk, to be fair. Monk didn't play him at all. That uh, was it, Red, yeah. Redknapp signed him. Yeah. So, um, Rob, you know, for me... If, if managers aren't picking you for an extended period of time and, you know, it, it, it's not really working out for you on the pitch, maybe I'm just... Because he just seems a nice bloke and, he, and he's, he's arts in the right place. But, yeah, m- maybe not. So, which I think is now probably a decent segue. But before I do that, I just wanted just to spend maybe one, one or two minutes on the side when we played Luton. So, we, we played a, a, a 3-5... Sorry, a 5-3-2. And the five were Collar... Roberts, Dean, Clark, Salter and Friend. The three were Gardner, San Jose and Sunjic. And we played Hogan and Djukovic up front. So obviously got 1-1. One, one. Uh, Djukovic penalty. We went ahead, obviously, and then and then, and then conceded. Um, so, yeah, I mean, as a formation, I don't really like five at the back. I'm more like, I'm more like a 3-5-2 a if, if we can do it. Um but he's sort of come away from that, hasn't he? He's come away from that five at the back, really. Um, if, if that side was picked, to, if that side was picked on Saturday, Tom G, would would you be obviously with our players coming? But that sort of approach, a different approach. How would you feel about that if you did it? Quite wholesale changes. I think personally, again, I, I would honestly. I'd, I'd like to see a four four two, and you know I've said this a number of times now to different people, and I can you know I can understand the four two three one. I don't really like five at the back, but with, with the four four two, I mean, if you're going to tell two older midfielders to sit there, they can you know say Sunjic or San Jose, put Harper next to him, let him have a little bit more of a license. Why can't we just then, as you know, the back four stay back, not be too you know bombing on forward. We've got yeah. four or five attacking players then who can go and do what they've got to do. Two up front. And I just think in terms of, you know, what we're creating, which is next to nothing, basically, you know, we're not scoring goals. I just think that's probably our best way. You know, defend when we can with our solid foundation at the back and then just allow four or five players sort of, you know, without, without that licence of having to come back and defend and, and cover fullbacks. Yeah, no, I, I like that. And again... yeah. But I don't think it'll happen. You know, there's no chance it'll happen. No, of course, it, of course, it won't. <laughs> Frank is too stylish for four four two. What what we try and do is look at the games objectively and try and come up with solutions. What he does is look at the games and thinks he's the best thing since sliced bread. And we've been unlucky, so we'll do it again the next week. <laughs> and this is the lunacy we're at. And now we're second from bottom. Even his arrogance has got to come to a point of 
do you know what? We're in the shit. I'm losing my job. Yeah. I don't know when that doesn't happen. I don't, you know, any, and, I say, and I say this a lot, you know, forget football. Any walk of life, if your career is you're not delivering and you know it, unless you're a moron, you do something about it. Yeah. So keep doing the same thing over and over again is, yeah, I mean, it, it's just... Um, I, I, and so, I, I think it might have been you, you, Tom, earlier, you know, it's just a good job that there's no no fans allowed at the ground. I mean, can can you imagine? I'll get, I'll set I'll set you a scene. I'll set you a scene. Saturday, um, probably got plenty on board because it's a big game. Um, loads of fans in. There's probably going to be yeah, I don't know, say twenty thousand in. Um, all the boozers are rammed to the, the you know rafters at sort of one two o'clock. Get in there, get the team sheet. Clayton's playing old in mid. Um, <laughs> Dean's in, all the usual suspects are in. Literally rip the ground to pieces. That, that it's getting, I mean, I've seen it before, long, long time ago. But it is it's getting to that point of if he doesn't make some serious changes, um it, it's just yeah, it, it's a good job that they're on any kind of ground because it he he's literally, yeah, he's in a very, very horrible place. But I suppose coming back to where we are and what we think he's going to do. And uh, yeah, to your point, sorry, sorry, Tom G, I digress. 4-4-2, having spoken to, again, a couple of players this week, both of them, and they're yeah, good players, seriously good Blues players. Uh, one in particular um, saying, just play 4-4-2 and tell each one of them, when you go forward, do this, and when yeah. you defend and do that. Yeah. And I know it's a bit Janet and John, but... Tom, what what do you think? Can, can it, is it is it that simplistic? Is it just typical fans saying going four four two? It's a simple game, you know, blah blah blah. Or do you think that this is it, it's overdue? It can be that simplistic, and I do feel that if we went back to basics, it might work. It might not. Uh, I suppose it's choosing the right game, and I do think Luton might actually be a good game for us to try that, but. Obviously, going back to Karanka's arrogance, um, I think he'll think he's too stylish for four four two. It seems to be, uh, it seems to be an unattractive formation to foreign managers, in general. I don't think I've ever seen any foreign managers try four four two. It's usually four three three or five three two. That yeah. tends to be the way. Um, and if we did go for that five three two, like we did against Luton before. Um, I wouldn't mind. The only no, possible no, change I'd, I'd make would be um, Sunjic out, McGree in to give us some more attacking drive. Yeah. Um, San Jose in the holding role of the three. Um, McGree and Gardner then have that kind of pathway and ability to just run the channels, make, you know, darting runs forward, try and create things for Hogan and Juki. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if it doesn't work, I think the perfect kind of sh- change of shape would be a 4-4-2. You bring on your Sanchez, you bring on Bella, look for Juki. That's that's it. It's as simple as that. And that has got us through probably the last three seasons. And if it works, why stop? So, you know, give give your way a go. But if it doesn't work, get back to basics. Do what we've done with those that group of players before and has kept us in this league. So why aren't we doing it? Play to their strengths. It's as simple as that. 
and we'll win more games. It, it shouldn't be about Karanka anymore. And I think the more we keep trying his tactics and his shape, the more selfish I feel he is. And he needs to, you know, like you said, just take a look at himself and realise, right, I'm on the edge of losing my job now. I need to try something different. Maybe I should go back to basics and then rebuild next season. So that that would be the smart thing to do from my point of view. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, unlike normal jobs, if you get the sack as a football manager, then you get a big lump of money, obviously, when you get the sack. Yeah. The normal walk of life. So they, they, it's not really a deterrent if you're an arrogant so-and-so, but, you know, you've probably got a million pound coming. I think it will be a lot as well. Oh, yeah, it'll be a, I mean, I don't think it'll be ridiculous, but he signed a three-year contract, so it, it's not going to be insignificant. But yeah. to be honest, at, the, at this moment in time, I, I just think that the money's probably irrelevant. So just mo- moving on to the age old, and, and we, we've had this, we've had a conversation over last week about you know the the Karanka bingo team selection, and, and I honestly will next week if if we're another shower of shit and he doesn't he, he doesn't change it, I will be doing a, a Karanka bingo, I promise you. So thinking about uh, first of all, we'll do what we always do, which is who do you who would you like to play versus who do you think he's going to play. Um, and, and I, I just think if we took a straw poll of, you know, 100 Blues fans, I don't think they'd be a million miles away from the side that we all want to see. But what's unbelievable to me is it's a fucking mile away from where he's going to be. It's a mile away. And, and, it, and it's like... I'm, I'm, I'm dreading two o'clock. I don't dread three, I just dread two. Because I'm building myself up. I'm building myself up. It's like, it's Christmas, it's Christmas Eve... You're absolutely chomping at the bit for that big present. You can't wait for it to land. And then Christmas Day morning, you know, it's not what you expected. And the, and this is it. It's again, it's every Saturday is the worst Christmas ever because it's fucking two o'clock. It's the same shit over and over again. And I, honestly, I'll be the first one to put my hands up and say, if you genuinely, I, I wouldn't be averse. Valerie in, Harper's got to play. He's got to. Yeah. Um, Cosgrove, got to play. Got to play, so and so. Okay, I'll probably put my cards on the table there. Tom G, who do you, what do you think he's going to do, and what and what would you do? I think he's got one. I, you know, I don't want to say a lot. It's a bit cliche, but I think this is the last game in terms of. I think it'll be very similar. I don't think much will change, and I think it'll be if we lose this game, surely alarm bells are ringing for him. Then he's going to have to look at doing something, but. I don't know. I just feel like with the with the game and the team we were playing, I just can't see what you know. We're not going to go to you know passing exciting style of football, but I'd say again, I just don't think it'll be much different. If it was me, as you said, I think Harper's got to come in the midfield. Just going back to what I know, sort of crossing points, what Tom said before, and I think I agree with, and I think you did as well. Sorry, John, with the three five two, which I think would work. But the problem is with Blues is, and I've seen it a few times now. We play three centre midfielders, and it's either Sunyaj, Sanjose, and Gardner. Or I've got yeah. one. He's now we normally play. Keaton Bell. Sorry, when he was there. Now, to me, you look round in any I don't know in any team really. You never see three players who are the same position playing together as a three. You know, you might no. see two or a one or one or two. But it's just you know, if we're going to do that, I just think he's got to put you know someone you know even if it's Terrell or just someone in that hole there as what you know, and then just keep keep two back if he needs to. But it's just that it's that defensive. It's almost like we play five at the back. I think the Cameron Brute was. A 
against Norwich Watkins and the three defensive midfield front of them. And then you've got, you know, one, two, you know, outnumbered up front. And I think, as you say, Cosgrove, he's got to... For me, I would start Cosgrove and Hogan. I'd just put them both yeah. on, play two up front. Yep. I'd just say, see what happens. As you say, we've got nothing to lose. Yeah. So, and do you know what? You're a really good point again. Those three players that are identical. And, and okay, there's, there's nuances. You know, San Jose's a bit more of a ball player. You know, Gardner's quite dynamic, and I don't really know what Sunich is anymore. I think he lost the plot. Um, but he's playing as a attacking midfielder, Sunich. And there is it never, ever, ever been a scenario where he has played that position. I can promise you. Could probably come back to when he was five. He he has always been bolt on middle of the park, snotter. That's it. That's what he is. And fair play to him. I, I wish I was a tenor behind him. He's made, he's got a good career. He's made a great career out of it. But for where we're at at the moment, just not for me. Not for me because when he's played, we lose. So using that logic, have we got anybody to replace him? Yeah. Okay, you bring Harper in and we lose. What have you lost? Nothing What's the difference? I'll tell you what, for Karanka, if he does it, it buys him time. Because if he plays the same team and we get dicked by Luton, it, but he gives him no time. Because he, what's the point? What is the yeah. point over and over and over again? So, yeah, Tom, what, what would you do? Um, what you know, we know what we know what he's going to do. But <laughs> what would you do? Right now, I'd I'd be really really hypocritical with probably what I'm about to say. Because I normally don't say I, Cosgrove. I'm, I'm, I'm literally going to take you. I'm going to take you out if you say Cosgrove. <laughs> Cosgrove Clayton. Dick, yeah, <laughs> I was going to say. I thought you wanted him to play. <laughs> I, I can firmly say I don't want Adam Clayton to play. Don't worry, it's not that bad. But normally, right, I have always been the biggest hater of five at the back I honestly despise the formation so much because it's just so so negative that we're defending all game to the point where it's just too much defending and then we invite the pressure and they'll eventually get a chance um, and it will come off but to be honest now we've brought in Valerie and Pedersen in that Bournemouth game was starting to look better um, you know, so there's a positive there. I'd I'd quite like to see a five at the back of maybe Pedersen, Clark Salter, um, friend, and obviously I think Roberts is still suspended, so I wouldn't really have a oh, choice. I'd, I'd have forgot about that. Yeah, I'd have to go with Harley. Oh, the GBH. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But personally, I'd rather go with Roberts, but obviously I can't. Play Valerie 100%. Jan Valerie needs to play. Um, midfield, Harper, probably San Jose. Uh, McGree in like a central attacking midfield role. Then Cosgrove Hogan. Because just, yeah. just why not? Why not? If you want, if you really want to play more your style, then that's what I'll go with. Yeah. I, I must admit, I, I'm there's, there's, there's quite a... I, I personally like. I don't like five. I like. A, I like it. Really, probably turns into a five. I like a three-five-two. So I'd actually quite like San Jose to be a sweeper because of the way he plays the game. I put. I, I would have him five ten yards. I wouldn't play a high line. I think we proved that point. Yep. So let's have him five or ten yards sat off the back of the the the, the sort of the centre halves. Have have lads in front of him that kick it and edit. 
that's it. Um, and unfortunately, obviously, Roberts can't be one of those, but Clark Salter and Friend definitely can be. Um, so I, I would like that dynamic. I think that would work really well. Um, and I, I said it ages ago that I think San Jose, it would suit him so well because he's got, he's got the ball into feet short. He's got an out ball. He, you know, his range of passing. He hasn't, he, hasn't, he hasn't got, like you say, if we play that, uh, you know, not, not a high line as well, he hasn't got to turn back round, has he? Because when he no, turns and he yeah. runs, that's game over for him if he's got to run back towards his own goal. So 100%, mate, 100%. 100%. And I, but I think his range of passing is as good as anybody else's in the club, but he needs the time to do it. You know, he's, that's yeah. been playing in Spain all his life. Yeah, He's not been blessed with pace. Um, so I, I'd like to see that as a three. Now, this is where the problem comes, because our biggest threat this season, and I use the word threat advisedly, because we haven't been that threatening, so it's probably a contradiction. In terms. But you would say that Bella and, um, and Sanchez have probably been two of our better players this season. I think everybody would probably say that. So when you're playing a, a wing back scenario, you can't you can't play you can't play Sanchez back. So for me, Valerie would come in at that at that position. Um, and then if I use Karanka's logic, which I'm not gonna, but if I did, I could you could quite easily put Colin in on the left wing back. I know he's massively right-footed, but obviously Sanchez plays on the right all the time. So, you know, you, you could arguably do that, but I will be sensible. Um, I, I think on, on that left-hand side, I, I look at people like, um, what was his name? The, the, the lad that played for Chelsea when they won the league. Um, I want to say Moses, I think it's his name. Yeah, was it? Victor yeah. Moses, was it? That's it, Victor yeah. Moses. So he'd never played wing-back ever. Alonso not really played it. And I know Bella's not the biggest, but he's quick. He's and he'll get up and down all day. I wouldn't be adverse to seeing that to still give us that attacking option, that wide option going forward, which is a bit different. But I think you know, I don't think it'd be overly damaging. And friend having that left position in a, in that sort of three would be able to, I think, help him through the game. Um, Harper's got to play hundred percent. He has to play. Gardner's got to play. Um, I would. I don't know if he's fit, but Halalovic, if even if he's seventy percent, I'd start him because I, th I just he's going to give us something that nobody else has got, which is linking the whole thing together. And uh, yeah, so that's my my three, my five, and my two would be Hogan and Cosgrove. I think that you, if you don't know, if you don't try it, you'll never know. Yeah. Um, and, and I would happily if we got dicked five. Fine. Well, obviously not happy. Not happy, but at least tried something. At least he's shown, at least he's shown the ability to say, "I know we're in the shit. I know it's not working." You, you, I, I know. You, sorry, mate. Go on. You, you, think no, go be, on. you think that would be his logic, wouldn't you? You'd think, you know, if we can, if we're losing games the way we are anyway, you know, like as you just said, if we just try something different and we lose, but at least, you know, at least he hasn't got that. If you know, if, if he has, if he is feeling pressure and stuff off, you know, fans and things like that. At least, then if he's doing what he says, change it and we lose. It's no different anyway, is it? So no. logic, you know, as we said, logic tells us one thing. But but I think Tom Tom G, the the reluctance he's got to do it, and this is where the guy's fucking mentally challenged. I think at this yeah. moment in time, <laughs> he actually thinks we're bossing games. Yeah. He thinks we're bossing games. He thinks we're like... Tommy made the point about... 
yeah, no, he, he thinks we're literally all over teams, start to finish, and we've got to be unlucky. Total bollocks. So when we played against Wickham, we had all those shots on target, and like 17 shots. It was Dukey having a swing from 25 yards. That's not a chance. I think at the start of the Bournemouth game, could have been four up. Yeah. I, I would 100% give him that, without a doubt. Um, but, you know, and I think that's what we've said before about the, I think the players that are carrying the scars of what's happened before, as soon as things start slightly drop off a little bit, they panic, heads go down, we make the mistakes and it's over. So you need to take those players out of the firing line for a bit. Um, but I, I do I do really hope, beyond hope, that even if, even if he plays Harley Dean, which undoubtedly he's going to, as long as he plays some of the players he's actually signed, then I think most Blues fans would say, okay, we'll look forward to this. But my, my, one, my one sort of caveat to all of this... Luton are Luton are in a bad side. They're in a bad They're side. They're having a great season. Yeah, so uh, this is not, you know, put, a little old Luton survived it by the skin of the teeth last season. This is this is a decent football inside. They're not lumpet merchants, and I think that might do us a bit of a favour that they're not. So, but I, I suppose moving on to, um, we'll, we'll we'll do our predictions and and then and then sort of I think maybe sign off with. Maybe looking forward to, you know, I guess future games and, and, and maybe Karanka and what's going to happen there. So, Tom G, a prediction, what do you think? I can't see us scoring more than a goal. You know, I think I've said it on the last couple of couple of episodes now. And, uh, you know, for me, but I think it's in, it's going to be 1-0 or 1-1 or 1-0 today. I just can't see us scoring more than one goal. I mean, with the team that we think he's going to pick anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, but I mean, as I mean, I was just looking then. Sorry, you know, we've got, one to, I think it's five games coming up now uh, from Saturday in two weeks. You know, it's going to be a big, big telling point now, you know, the next yeah. two weeks. So, so crucial. I think, you know, we've got uh, Luton, Millwall, and then Sheffield Wednesday. So, you know, we've got a, I know we said it a few weeks ago before the Wickham and Coventry game, but, you know, these are mass, next two games are massive now, I think. Without putting you on the spot, mate, and forgetting right. that you might get sacked or you might not get sacked and everything else, those five games, what do you think is achievable? I think I think you know I think we've really we've got to look at you know firstly beating Luton, yeah. I think you know we'll be playing against Mill. Just looking at Millwall, I think again I just don't see us getting anything there. Sheffield Wednesday again, we've got to win, and then we've got Norwich uh, QPR. So I think if you're looking at them games, really, I mean we've got to be getting at least nine points. I just feel like you know to yeah. to really put yeah. ourselves in a position where there's no panic, it's got to be nine points. Really, anything else is not good enough. Brilliant shout, absolutely brilliant shout, and. Um... And Tom, your thoughts on, I guess, prediction for, for Saturday and, and, and a little bit of, you know, potentially going forward? Already put a quid on it. 5 uh, 0 Luton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yep, I've, I've already hopped on my Sky bet and put a quid on 5 0 Luton, to be honest, because that, that's genuinely how I feel approaching this game. Oh, it's got to be about 30 to 1, 20 to 1. Oh, trust me, the odds yeah. were good. <laughs> <laughs> it was enticing. Um, but no, um, like, honestly, Luton have been really good away from home this season. Um, you know, they've taken some big scalps. They're having a great season. They're one of those sides that, you know, like one of the um, ex-players we spoke to this week said, they're one of those sides that I personally think prefers playing without fans. Um, 
that's not any criticism towards the Luton fan base because I actually do think they have a good fan base. I just think there's less pressure on that Luton side because you look at the way they had that big turnaround as soon as fans were out the stadium last season and that turnaround's not stopped. It's been non-stop positivity and honestly, I can see them doing us because our home form is so, so bad and I don't see this turning around. I know obviously Branka keeps saying, oh, don't worry, don't worry, you know, we, I don't see why people aren't calm but I can see why people aren't calm. <laughs> we're 23rd in the league. I don't care if, you know, one win and we're out of it because you can never guarantee that. And I just don't think this side is good enough. Um, and like you say, you know, at least we need nine points out of the next five. I'd take seven, but that is probably as, uh, that's as kind of minimum as I'd go. Um, seven really because these next five games are massive but I just I don't have faith in him anymore that's my point of view and I hope that we win 5-0 and we look back at this podcast and you know I'm in memes fair enough I, I'd happily lose a quid to see Blues win I don't yeah. care if it's 1-0 or 3 5-0 I put a grant on it you know? <laughs> <laughs> so and I you know like I, I don't care I want Blues to win i that doesn't change, but I just don't think it will happen. And I think it's a safe bet, betting on us to lose at home at the moment, to be honest. I mean, I, my view on I know the home form's been crap. It's part of me that I, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's necessarily a home and a, I don't know, maybe a home and away. I'm not worried that the fact that we're at home. I'm just worried about the team he's going to pick. Um, and I, and I think that if he. If, and I said the same. I think uh, the last the last sort of prediction. Um, if there aren't sort of wholesale changes, then you're you're a fool to think anything will change. Um, I think we can play the same um, attritional garbage and get a point. I think we can do that. But a little bit like when we play Coventry, we don't really want a point. We need more than a point now. It's, yeah, it's we're kicking late. the can down the road. That's all we're doing. A point isn't. I mean, it just isn't good enough. So, for me, pessimistic. I, I actually don't think we're going to lose. I don't think we're going to lose. Um, I, th- I think a worst case scenario will be a draw. Um, and I think that if he makes the changes, that hopefully somebody will have been in his ear. I, I'd like um, Craig Gardner to step up a bit here because it, yeah. it what he's doing. Yeah, he's come back into the club. You know. He probably isn't coach of the year. I'm not saying he's a bad coach. You know, he's probably on a par with the rest of them. But for me, he's in there to say, I know the club. I know the team. I know what's needed. Just take my advice or Get just me on give the him... pitch. But, but just give him some pointers to say, this is what needs to be done. I've been in this situation. I think he plays a massive part now. I think the guys from Spain, that it doesn't mean anything to them. So I think if he makes... I think if Harper starts and Cosgrove start, I think we beat them. But with the proviso of, I don't think we're out of the woods in any way, shape or form. Because part of me thinks a win could be the worst thing that could happen to us. Because his ego and his, and his attitude could get out of control. I, I, so, I told you so. I told you. Be calm. Be calm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's right. Yeah, he, he didn't. He told us after, you know, he, he's melted down all social media because Blues fans are ready to rip his face off. Yeah. Um, so 
you know, th this might be forced changes because he's like, okay, well, I'll do it then. Okay, I'll do it. Have, have it. And then we'll put in a performance and he'll ace it. So, but, but I think that this will be the catalyst of how many points we do get. So obviously, if we can get the three, then getting nine is a lot more achievable. I think if we lose on, on Saturday, personally, I don't think we will. But if we did, nine points looks a million miles away. A million miles away. Because Millwall ain't going to give us a they're going to give us five minutes um, in Sheffield Wednesday. So, so you just, I guess, finally in wrapping up, uh, and this is just a really easy one, I suppose. If we lose on Saturday, has he got to go? And who yes. would come in? Tom G. I think, <clears throat> you know, in, in, in hindsight, I think definitely. I think, you know, if, if Alarm, put it this way, I think if we play Saturday and we play his way and we lose... I think, you know, if alarm bell, bells aren't ringing after that game from, from anyone, then I just think, you know, it's up to seen and it really, you know, I, I just wouldn't, as not many of us understand it anyway. Um, but I think yeah. the one thing for me is I, I just don't, I think we've been very lucky in the last, you know, four or five, how many times we've done it now, four, five, six times where we've stayed up and I think results have gone our way a lot of the time. And I think, you know, just yeah. going back to in the week when I think it was Sheffield Opera winning... I, I just don't, I feel like we're not going to have that look this year at all. And I think we've had it, like I said, we rode out with it a few times before. And I think we have got, like you said, we've got to dig in now and actually, you know, start start doing something, start winning games. Um, in terms of, you know, who could come in, I know anything is, you know, with, with that I do have, and I'm not saying, you know, I love Karanka or anything, but I've said it before, you know, we, we, we do that a lot of times where we'll bring in a manager half season, keeps us up the year after the fans can't stand him because he's playing crap football or, you know, something else. And then, then we're back in at this you know, point again. So if if he's going to change the team and he's going to change things around, I'd like Cranker to stay realistically. But yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I don't think that'll happen. I, I do think, you know, I think he'd be gone if we don't. Maybe, I think if we don't get a result against Luton and then the game after, I think he'll be gone. Yeah. Tom? No, I completely agree uh, with Tom, really, to be honest. Uh, uh, honestly, I do think that Dong might lose his patience now if we lose to Luton, but it wouldn't surprise me if he gave him till Sheffield Wednesday because realistically, they are now a kind of sharing that, that final straw at Blues because you've got to think the higher-ups will be looking down now. Like, whatever his name, I think his name's Zhao or Mr. King or whatever, you know, you've got all them higher-ups. I think they will be looking down now at Dong and um, they're all, they're both in the same boat, Aitor and Dong, and they need a win this weekend. But, you know, if if Dong wants to save his job, he might have to get rid of Karanka, take it on the chin, but he has to replace well, extremely well. And I do think, kind of alluding onto that, if he was sacked, who would I bring in? Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me if we bought in Tony Pulis because we got Craig Gardner still at the club. And obviously, you know, Pulis has been with Midlands clubs before. Um, but I'd like to see us bring in Paul Cook because I do think he is the type of manager to kind of get that fire in your belly, get him, get him working hard. And that's what we need right now. You know, I feel like if we start working harder, results will come. And I'm just not seeing that right now under Karanka. I'm seeing uninspiring defeats almost every week. I suppose you could say minor improvements at Bournemouth and Wickham, but 
drawing nil-nil away at Wickham at the end of the day is unacceptable. Losing at home to Wickham the way we did a few months back, unacceptable. I don't, I don't think we should lower our standards. I think we need to look at ourselves and think we've given Karanka way too much benefit of the doubt now and it's quite embarrassing to look at some of the results we've had and he has to go if we lose to Luton end of story yeah I think I think for me I'm, I'm well I'm with both of you Tom Tom G made a really good point I think if he if he doesn't change it it's the same sort of same sort of play him off the park and lose lose yeah he's got to go he's got to go because it, it will have just been too many times um and again, I, I'd agree with you, Tom G. If he changes it and we play well and we win, I don't want him to go because it's just how many times are we going to do it? Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I get it, that. It's just it's boring. And it, and again, it's it's getting somebody else in. Um, it's almost like you can't get excited about it anymore, isn't it? Just touching on that, the yeah. thing. I mean, yeah. unless you used to say to me now, Eddie Howe or Frank Lampard, I don't really. For me, I know that's not going to happen. You know, never going to happen. But realistically I just because we've had that many different managers I just like you like you just said you know I, I got very excited but I think we all said with the Karanka appointment and mm. you know, I just feel, feel like I've been let down now too many times to get excited yeah. about another one yeah I mean, we, we, we've had we've had the we've had the mixed bag haven't we we've had the you know obviously Zola and then the more attritional Cottrell um and both in in their different ways not just not good, not not good appointments in any way, shape, or form. Thing is, though, under Zola, you know, obviously, Karanka comes out with the we played them off the park. I, yeah. I, I honestly, hand on heart, I think hand on heart, I'd I'd say we played teams off the park more under Zola than we do under Karanka, because under Zola we played pretty football. The results were worse. Don't get me wrong, the results were worse, but we actually made more chances. Um, we were just overall a more attacking side and did dominate more, but we just lose one nil and two one all the time. And that obviously built up and he lost his job. But I, I just thought we played better under Zola than we do under Karanka. That's how, that's how I feel about yeah, Karanka. I, mean, uh, I, I think that you, there's an argument to say that when Bruce was there and McLeish were there, the football wasn't great but it was effective. And with Karanka, yeah. I think that's what I expected. I just expected probably more of that to get us out of the league because it's effective. But he's brought in flair players. So does that not raise the question, are they his players, considering he barely plays them anyway? No, I, I, th I think the bigger question is, if you're going to start something built on a solid defence, why are you playing players that have been shit for three years? That's what yeah. I don't understand. I don't understand that at all. I mean, he brought friend in, revelation, bringing three more, for God's sake, like him. Because if you've got three more like him, we ain't in the shit. Yeah. The problem is, he's got absolute monkeys around him who just haven't got a clue. You know, you, you look at Dean, and I, 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 you know, I know I'll keep going on about it, but it's, it, it's so frustrating that it, it's just... Yeah, I, I don't... I, that that's the concern, but I, I I Cook I don't really yeah I'm not so sure. I think given where we are, I think Apulis is a better, better better move because I think there's maybe a couple of people in that dressing room that need a proper shake. That maybe have had the rule of the roost for a while, that maybe are dominating a few players. I think we need a proper leader in there, a proper bloke who's going to say right, I'm in charge. This is how we're doing it for the rest of the season. 
that's it. And, and then at the end, pay him half a million. Thanks for keeping us up. Piss <laughs> off, and we get somebody else in. But, you know, that's understandable. I wouldn't even mind, you know, Paul Cook or Tony Pulis on short term. And if it was long term, then fine. I wouldn't be against it. Um, but, you know, I think actually the biggest thing right now is actually we need more football people at the club. Yeah. Yep. And I, it's clear to see that we don't. Like, you look at all the loyal people that have worked at Blues for over a decade that have left in the time TTA has owned this club. It's it's a long list. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's where the club has crumbled because we don't have, you know, that kind of good establishment now. And yeah. that, that will affect the mentality around the whole club. Well, and- I mean, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, name any names or anything, but I know a guy who actually worked at the club, um, you know, in, in the offices and stuff. And exactly what you've just said then, mate, honestly, is... You know, he's a Blues fan as well. And he's, you know, he's so, he was saying to me, I think it was just before the last lockdown, you know, you know, you go into the club and, and the mood's not right. You know, it's, it's depressing and you know, everything's, people are getting sacked, things are getting downgraded. And, you know, we could sit here all day talking about it, couldn't we really? But as we've all said, you know, the problem comes from above. And until we can sort that out, I don't, you know, what else can we do really? Yeah. Just keep yeah. moaning about it. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and I, sort of, I think maybe sort of bring, bringing it to a close now, um, let, let, let's uh, we, we have to look forward we have to hope that the, you know there is going to be something positive come out of it I think the, the the one thing that we can say the end game is virtually with us if things don't turn around then things will change because that's just the way football is um, but, but let's hope it doesn't come to that but for now um, I, I, I'm sure we all look forward to uh, the, as I said the Karanka bingo 2 o'clock don't miss it Saturday um, so let's see what Lunacy is, is ahead of us. Um, but yeah, guys, thank you very much. I know it, it's not it's not easy, um, but I think it's really important that I, th- I think what we what we talk about is is very much reflective of, of many many Blues fans. And um, yeah, really appreciate you, you you know both both of your contributions. So thanks very much, guys. No worries. No problem. And, uh, yeah, we will be back after um, the said Luton fixture. Uh, Fingers crossed we can, you know, really try and kick on and get out of that bottom three. Uh, But for now, as ever, thank you very much for downloading the pod. Keep right on and we'll see you soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share box ready to go, your mates are already booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.